Welcome tonight to our prayer Bible study. Good to have you here. It's always good to come to fellowship and to uh, come together in the middle of the week and to be refreshed by fellowship and God's word and prayer together. Last week we talked, um, I'm a little too hot here, a little, you turn me down just a little bit. Last week we talked about anxiety and prayer and we looked at Matthew uh, chapter 6 and the word from the Lord Jesus Christ to be anxious uh, for nothing but to, to pray. Our Heavenly Father knows that we have need of, of all the things uh, that we need and so we should go to him in prayer. And uh, so today I want to take a look in Ecclesiastes chapter 4. And talk a little bit um, about prayer from that chapter, although prayer is not what's listed here. But you'll see that it certainly applies to prayer in our fellowship together. In, Ephes in Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9 through 12, we're going to start with. Let me just read that. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold, a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Now that I've mentioned this in light of prayer, you can see how it falls in line, don't you? That God didn't intend for us to struggle with things on our own. But prayer is one way for us to have a partnership. And so I want to talk about the power of partnership in prayer. When we looked at Matthew 6, Jesus talked about some things that we shouldn't do. And he, he talked especially about don't be like the Pharisees. When they pray, they love to be recognized. And so they pray in, in public and they pray in a certain way to bring attention to themselves. I remember being a little boy and uh, I was in church and uh, it was kind of like a youth service. And one of the, the young, one of the young men was asked to pray and excuse, he didn't want to pray. He, he didn't want to lead in, in, in prayer time. And the excuse he gave was, Matthew 6. God says, hey, don't, don't, don't pray in public. Pray privately so nobody will see it. And that's what he, he gave us. It was kind of a smart uh, excuse for him to give, but the, it brings this question of why do we pray in public? We're not, are we forbidden to pray in public by Matthew 6? No, we're not. Uh, why would we or should we pray in public? And, and why do we see public prayers in Scripture? You know, Ephesians is full of them. Paul just breaks out in prayer, praying for the people that he's writing to. He prays so they will know that he's praying for them. Jesus teaches his disciples how to pray. And he says, pray like this, our Father. So that was a group-type led prayer, wasn't it? That they were together praying for each other and praying for themselves. We encourage one another as we pray together and we often pray in public so people might know the, 
the needs of our heart and that we're taking those needs to the Lord and we're taking them together to the Lord. In Ecclesiastes here, it talks about the power of partnership. It's important to have a partnership. Of course, we know the scripture where Jesus says, <clears throat> where two or three are gathered together, there I am in the midst. I'll be there. When you partner together, God is, is, is with us, and, and uh, we, there's a power in our partnering. There's encouragement in our partnering. We split up in groups. We partner and we pray together because there's much encouragement from, from partnering, uh, from, from that partnership of prayer. It says here in Ecclesiastes, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. One of the devastating, devastating things or consequences to me from this uh, coronavirus that we have going around is, is when people need medical attention, they're in a hospital alone. And they don't have loved ones there with them. Here in our group, we've experienced that. No, I've experienced that. My wife was in the hospital for almost a week, and I could not go in and see her. It wouldn't even allow me to go see her. Uh, now they've kind of loosened that up a little bit, but not enough. Not enough. As a pastor, I can't even go and see those in the membership who um, are under hospital care. They don't allow that. Um, that's a sad. That's a sad thing. I think our medical experts need to recognize what Ecclesiastes say. There is important partnership and we need that social interaction. And there are some things that are worse than disease. Worse than that. We can fend off disease. I can wear, I can wear gloves. I can put a mask on. I can even have a whole head covering. I can do all kinds of things to fend off disease. But if I can't visit somebody, how do they fend off loneliness and despair and discouragement? And that sense of just being by themselves. We need partnership. That's why we come together as a group of believers. That's why at Sweet Communion, we've tried to, you know, we show our services on, on the internet. That's good. But we recognize there's nothing better than being here in person. And you need to be in person. And that's, there's nothing that can replace that. We don't desire to have an online church and, and only that. We desire to be in person, to interact with one another, to touch, to speak, to respond uh, to each other in person. And nothing can replace that. Anything else is is simply in place of that when you can't do that. It's a, it's a last resort. But we need that partnership. And prayer is one of those things where we need that as well. But Ecclesiastes has, has more to say. Um, Ecclesiastes 5, verse 8 and 9, I'd like to make an application there too. Ecclesiastes 5, verse 8 and 9. So if you see in a province the oppression of the poor and the violation of justice and righteousness, do not be amazed at the matter. For the high official is watched by a higher, and there are yet higher ones over them. It's talking about bureaucracy 
and and even um, um, when we see um, uh, just nonsense going on in in our government, it's talking about um, how that often takes place because of the uh, organization and how things are set up. But then it says this at the end of that group of, of uh, uh, after those comments, it says, but this is gain for land in every way, a king committed to cultivated fields. It's saying this, is that people need good leadership. Good leadership is a blessing to the people. We're about a week away from voting in our country. We need to vote and we need to keep in mind that good leadership is important. And we have a voice in that in our vote and so we should seek to, to, to do that which is uh, recognize leadership that, that is honoring um, as positive and good for our, our country, good for law and order, good for society and what is best other than what God has, has set up and what he has ordained. In fact, he has, um, desires that society live in right ways and he has put that in place um, in his word. And so uh, pray, pray for righteous leadership in our nation, in our state, in our cities, and, and uh, in our community. So, Pray for righteous leadership. We desperately, uh, we are in desperate need um, of that. And then the last thing I like to look at in Ecclesiastes chapter five, verse ten. It's actually three sections here: verse ten through twelve, thirteen through seventeen, and eighteen, eighteen through twenty. So we'll, we'll briefly look at those. Verse ten through twelve says this: He who loves money will not be satisfied with money, nor he who loves wealth with his income. This also is vanity. When goods increase, they increase who eat them. What advantage has their owner but to see them with his eyes? Sweet is the sleep of a laborer, whether he eats little or much. But the full stomach of the rich will not let him sleep. Prayer and contentment. Prayer and contentment. You struggle with contentment? I do. Always looking for something else, looking for the next thing. And uh, contentment is, is like a failure to just stop and say thanks for what you already have. We're looking for more and more and more. We need to stop and we need to, to say thank you. And we need to say thank you to God for what we have. And that's, that's simply what contentment is, 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 is thanking God for what he has already done. Not that you can't ask that he do anything else, but start with who he is and what he's already done. Thank him for that. So in your prayer time, think about that, that we can easily be dissatisfied with so many things and fail to recognize what God, how, how he's working and what he's already done in our life. Verse 13 through 17 says this, there's a grievous evil that I've seen under the sun. Riches are, were kept by their owner to his hurt. And those riches were lost in a bad vineyard, venture. And he is father of a son, but he has nothing in his hand. 
As he came from his mother's womb, he shall go again, naked as he came, and shall take nothing for his toil that he may carry away in his hand. This also is a grievous evil. Just as he came, so shall he go. What gain is there to him who toils for the wind? Over all his days he eats in darkness and much vexation and sickness and anger. <laughs> I talk about lost wages. Um, we, can, um, we can groan and moan and complain about what we have lost over time. And again, it's failing to be content and uh, recognize um, um, what recognize who's the giver of, of everything that we have and where those things come from. The next section I want to spend a little time is verses 18 through 20. Let me just read that. Behold, I've seen what I have seen to be good and fitting is to eat and drink and find enjoyment in all the toil with which one toils under the sun the few days of his life that God has given him. For this is his lot. Everyone also to whom God has given wealth and possessions and power to enjoy them and to accept his lot and rejoice in his toil. This is the gift of God. Pause there. Do you ever stop to enjoy and rejoice in the things that you have? You ever look back? I was talking to Brian. He was talking about his anniversary and looking back over the 10 years and to see what God has done. That's a good time in anniversaries and birthdays and year events to look back and to thank God and to reflect what, what God has done, to enjoy our lives, enjoy what God has given. Take some time to think, to reflect, to, to give praise to God. One of the things I, I miss about our new schedule of not having even service is testimony time been trying to find a way to to do that to do that on our on our fellowship at our dinner meal um, but that's important we need to reflect and 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 thank God um, for what he's done so as we pray tonight would you consider some of those things that area of contentment the area of thinking and reflecting uh, what God has done and also the the, the uh, awesome opportunity we have to partner together in prayer there was a person who just dropped you know thousands of dollars just at the church that didn't even go here not even a Christian that's a thanks that happened years ago but still this ministry you know we've had financial struggles where will we be without that money thank God thank God thank God for all of you that are here thank God for you guys it's an encouragement to see each other let's not take for granted the faithful Thank God for you guys. Thank God for Jamar. Jamar can't always be here on Wednesday night because he's working. Thank God for Jamar. Thank God for you, brother. And I know you thank God for me. I'm encouraged when I see you. Thank God for you guys. Thank God for Grandma being faithful. We know she's going through hard times, but thank God for Grandma. I see Grandma, I get encouraged. I know she's going through difficult times, but she's encouraging me by me seeing her going through it. It's not fair. There's nothing that's fair in this world. But we thank the Lord regardless. Thank God for Brother Aaron back there. Praise God for him. He a faithful man. 
You know, he's been through a lot of difficult things these last few years, but I thought he was going to leave. A lot of people leave when they go through things like divorce and families being ripped apart. Look at him. He's still there. And he's going to be here next week. Praise God for you, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother Charles, going through the same thing as Grandma Old is going through. He, it ain't the pain don't go away. Thank God for that, brother. <laughs> thank God. When we thank God, we get the Holy Spirit just fills us. Thank God. Thank God for Patty and Nick being here, even though her mom broke her neck. Thank God. Right? It ain't easy, but we still thanking God. Thank God. Thank God my brother is here. A police officer in the city of Milwaukee with riots and people trying to kill and people making threats. And he just recently made a move to a beautiful home. I thank my God. I thank God. Right? All we can do is thank God. That's how we get filled with the Holy Spirit. Genuine things. Not making up stuff to be thankful for, right? I thank God for the sun and I thank God for the weather. No. Thank God for real stuff that doesn't happen. Thank God. Right? I thank my God every time I see my brother. You know, my brother has gone through a lot of difficult things. You know, when other people say, man, you know, your brother got a house. It's bigger than yours. You, you feel some type of way? I feel some type of thankful. <laughs> because he done gone through a lot more difficult things than I've gone through. But I praise my God. He did, Listen, out of the both, both of us, he deserve it. Praise God for that brother. Praise God. He done finally got a nice house where people they can't track them down and do all kind of weird stuff. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God for Charmone. Look at Charmone over there. She always smiling and good. Praise God for you, Charmone. Praise God for you. We ain't forgot you. We know you still miss your mother, too. We praise God for you being faithful. Keep on being faithful. Keep on keeping on. Amen? Be faithful. Be faithful. What is the word? Be faithful to the, to the death. Be faithful. Keep on being faithful. Even if it kills you, be thankful. Praise God. Be thankful. Man, as many of you guys I didn't even mention, but hey, y'all know I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for you, Andy, doing our finances. He's a deacon that got to do the most work. <laughs> Praise God for that, brother. He still got to do it. Praise God for my mom with her cancer diagnosis, still being faithful. Praise God for Aunt Mickey, still being faithful. Praise God for my wife, of course. Ten years being faithful. Three kids being faithful. Praise God. Praise God, Brother Dwayne. I know you don't be feeling no type of way because I mentioned you last. Praise God for you, brother. He a joy. He is an encouragement to me. Praise God for you. Praise God. Like I said, Victoria back there. Hey, we see you. Praise God. Keep doing it. This quiet faithfulness is good for the Lord. God don't forget you just because you're quiet. It's not like the squeaky wheel get the grease with the Lord. The Lord remembers the quiet and faithful. He remember that, don't he? Ain't he good? Praise God. So when we get into the room of the Lord, we get in this room, I want us to come into this room with the intention of being filled with the Holy Spirit, with the intention of hearing his word. Oh, it's so good to be his people. It's so good. Even when it's bad, it's so good. Because you got to imagine that the world goes through these things with no God, which means they have 
no purpose. Everything that you go through that's bad, you can say to yourself, God is at least teaching me something. When the world does that, there is no lesson. There is no test. It's just madness. That's why the writer of Ecclesiastes says it's just vanity. It is vanity to go through this without the Lord. Struggle, even though you made it, without the Lord. Get to the end of your life without the Lord and go back the same way you came, without the Lord, and be lonely. Man, think about that. Isn't that crazy? We got so much to be thankful for. I mentioned everybody in this room. I'm thankful for you guys. I'm even thankful for those who couldn't come. Listen, Uncle Willie would be here if he could be here, wouldn't he, Mickey? Praise the Lord for that brother. He's faithful. He'd still be cutting the grass and doing all that stuff. Nobody mentions what he does, but what his work will do will be paid for in heaven. We have a lot to be thankful for. So that's just my meditation today. I didn't go through the word. I wanted to go through it, but, you know, the Holy Spirit took me this way. But I thank the Lord, man. I'm just thankful, right? I thank the Lord. Listen, who put, but who put it in me? It's the Lord. Amen? It's the Lord. Well, I appreciate you guys because it's the Lord. We all do it together, right? And what, what my dad said is so true. We do not go through this alone. So we are praying for each other. And I just, like I said, let's be filled with the Holy Spirit by being thankful. Let us be thankful. It's so much that God has done for this ministry. So with that, let me turn over to him. Good evening, everybody. Today, I want to continue our prayer focus from last week. And I want to have our prayer focus be on the pastor's wives. Um, but they do in a, in a way. Um, my original intent was with them. But they do because whenever a pastor has to go through a trouble, the pastor's wife has to go through a trouble as well. So sometimes they're there kind of taking the brunt of the blows silently um, while the blows are focused on the pastor. So I just want to have our prayer time. Um, let's do, Nick, will you pray for Donna? And just um, Aaron, pray for Heidi. And just focus on just... Um, them as the Lord continue to use them in their form of the ministry and also just a prayer them, you know, being that support to the pastor as well. Um, obviously, all our, all our wives and husbands are support for each other, but of the ministry as well, um, being the first ladies of the church. So, close this up. Heavenly Father, as we continue in the spirit of thankfulness, Lord, we lift up to you uh, Mrs. Kenner, uh, pastor's wife. Uh, we praise you, Father, for the testimony she got to share at the beginning of our, our worship time, Lord, and for you taking care of her, Lord, and, and fighting back the cancer, Lord. We pray for um, a safe surgery, Lord, and uh, for a complete recovery from that. But we just thank you for her life, um, her life testimony, Lord, and even in this hard time she's been having, Lord, she goes back for years and years and ups and downs and the things that she's always stood, Lord, because you've been faithful to her, Lord. She's been faithful to you and you have looked out for her and kept her. 
Lord, through um, just the many different seasons of life, uh, meeting pastor and years of marriage and raising a family, Lord, and now as a grandmother and taking care of her grandkids and ministering to, the, to all the children of the church as if they're her own, her, her own grandkids. Father, we just thank you for Donna and uh, for the support, for the comfort, for the helper that she is to pastor, Lord, for all that she, she gives to you, Lord, and all that she gives to him. And pastor, you can't, can't think of Pastor without thinking of Donna, Lord. And we just thank you for uh, who she is, Lord, for who you've made her to be, who you continue to strengthen and challenge her to be, Lord, for her boldness, for her big heart, Lord, and just for her willingness to participate with a smile, Lord, and be so involved in all the things that she can be. We thank you for her during this time of uh, Pastor Appreciation Month. We think of them as a team, Lord, and just ask that you will bless her, you continue to bless their family, Lord, and bless our church as they are um, a leading, a, the leading couple of our, of our congregation. We thank you in Jesus' name. We're continuing to, in prayer. I just want to just thank you for, for our sister, for Heidi, Lord. Just reflecting now on what Brian had said this past Sunday and how they're celebrating 10 years. It just it doesn't really seem like it's been that long, Lord, but it's just one of those things that happen when you're just enjoying the company of someone. It seems like they've just, I've always been there, and, and time just flies by, Lord. And, and I just thank you for our sister. I thank you for the many ministries that she's been a part of throughout the years, Lord. It's just so many hats that she wears in, in this church alone, and yet she still is a faithful mother and a faithful wife, Lord. I just thank you for the fact that she's continuing to grow in her ministries as well. She, she, she continues to grow closer to you. She continues to grow in, in her teaching with being a Sunday school teacher, Lord. And I just thank you for the faithfulness that she's been showing and exhibiting on a regular basis. And, and she's been a great example to the younger girls as well, Lord. Uh, a great example of a godly woman, a godly wife, Lord. I just uh, I pray that as, um, as a father of a young girl uh, myself, Lord, I uh, am able to see her grow into being a, a, a godly woman that emulates her in that way. So we just thank you just so much for, for Heidi and thank you for just how much she's been an encouragement to so many people in this uh, body of believers. Um, so many different ways I can possibly name them all right now, Lord. But I just thank you um, for just blessing us with her. I thank you for uh, the blessing that she's been to our brother Brian. Just thank you for the blessing that she has been to this uh, this body in general, Lord. Lord, and heard her play the guitar or heard her sing in the choir, Lord. This has been a blessing all around, Lord. And I just thank you for her. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, I lift up uh, the past, Pastor Brian and Pastor Brian Jr. <laughs> and their wives, Lord. Um, we just praise you so much for having these godly women as heads of our church, Lord. Um, I lift up Donna. as um, She's just been with Pastor through a lot of hard times that we've been through church, Lord. Um, we just thank you for her continual service, um, her continual love of pastor, um, and just how she is just always served up about Donna and the, the, what she does. And we just thank you for um, having her be the helpmeet for pastor, Lord. And um, we want to lift up Heidi, too, Lord. We just thank you for Heidi. Um, Heidi's always smiling, Lord, and um, always there for Brian as well, Lord. And she's always been that support for him. And... Uh, just to see how their relationship grew when we were all living together in uh, 
the, t- the house off of um, Anita, Lord, and um, we just thank you for how she is always serving, Lord, and serving in her ministries and um, always a part of helping plan things for the church. And we just thank you for that, Lord. We just thank you that she is an aid to Brian as well and a help me for him as well, Lord. And just um, how both these women are just con- a continual light to our church as well um, and a continual light with um, Brian and uh, Pastor Brian. Lord, and we just thank you and cannot thank you enough. In your name we pray.